0: You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello and welcome to You Beauty, the podcast for your face. I'm your host, Sharon Hunt. But because we live here in Australia, my name is frequently shortened to Shazza, Shaz, and my personal favourite, Shazzy. And speaking of this country... Today I want to focus on some of the incredible native ingredients that are growing in our own backyard and are increasingly being harnessed in skincare products. To walk us through the potential of some of these local botanicals, I'm joined today by Dr. Niati Sharma, who is a fellow of the Australasian College of Dermatologists and the founder of Inside Out Dermatology in Melbourne. Dr. Sharma, thanks for joining us on New Beauty. Tell me this, why is it that there's so many Australian native ingredients that are just chock full of skincare potential?
1: You know, when you grow something that comes from a ground that's full of minerals, you're obviously going to encourage that element to have more of the antioxidants and other properties that you may not otherwise get if you are in a environment where you're constantly depleting the soil of its nutrients so I think it's just the nature of it the environment that these natives are grown in that all contributes to how effective these you know botanicals are in how we consume them I guess if a plant has to survive a harsh environment and still has to grow and still has to look beautiful then there is something in the dna of that plant that's helping it do that so we're just extracting some of that
0: let's start with kakadu plum because in my mind this is the heavy hitter of aussie botanical skin ingredients it's the one you often see touted in big letters on the front of a product what is it and what can it do for our faces
1: So any of these botanicals have a high level of vitamin C and vitamin C, if you get a high concentrated vitamin C serum, for example, it is actually benefiting your skin in more ways than one. So it first helps to reduce the harmful effects of UV damage through helping with DNA repair. And it also allows for more collagen to be built. Now, you know, when you look at research, you have to look at proper, well-documented, you know, medical research done, and that's where it gets harder. So I'm not going to say to you that I have great evidence to suggest that, you know, using Kakadu plum will give you these benefits, but we can derive some of the research from other articles by saying, well, Kakadu plum is an active source of vitamin C, but it also has an active nutrient called allergic acid. And what it does is it helps with inhibiting something called melanogenesis. So melanocytes are in our skin and often they can cause pigmentary problems within our skin. So by inhibiting it, the unnecessary activity of these melanocytes, we're able to have more even skin color and tone. Now, Obviously, I'd like to have more research to back up this claim and say, yes, you can use this to help with melasma and other things, but certainly I don't think it would be harmful to use it in your you know, day-to-day products to help with pigmentation as well. Let's
0: look at another vitamin C-heavy botanical, and that is finger lime. What can you tell us about finger
1: limes and the role that they could play in the skin? So similar thing, they have high levels of vitamin C. And what's really interesting is one of the papers said that, you know, there's so much amount of vitamin C that they've been able to extract from it that they might be able to use this as a, antioxidant compound for drug development. So for research to suggest that a botanical has such high levels of antioxidants can only mean good things. So we talk a lot about antioxidants in skincare products and what we eat. And I think that it's really important to emphasize that when we have a diet that is inflammatory and certainly a lot of us don't eat the optimal way, which is, you know, high levels of plants in our diet. We need to then counterbalance the high amount of free oxygen radicals that are developed in our body by having high antioxidant levels. Now you can't eat your way through a bad diet or put products on your skin And you can't fight your way through putting things on your face and expecting to reduce the wrinkles and improve your texture. No, you have to do the part of eating well, hydrating and putting on the sunscreen, especially in Australia. But certainly finger lime, I think it's a great space to watch. I think ingesting it as well as putting on your skin. The only problem with any acidic products citrus like lime is that we're worried about what we call phytophotodermatitis where you put something on like even you know i've heard some people put lime on their face or lemon and then they walk out in the sun and the chemical reaction between sunlight and this lime or lemon can cause a reaction and cause pigmentation on your skin that can last for a long time so i certainly wouldn't suggest that you go out there and fine finger lime and squeeze it on your skin. I definitely think that's not appropriate. You definitely need to find products that contain it and have done the research. You
0: mentioned citrus. Another one on that citrus bandwagon is lemon myrtle, which is a native herb with an unmistakable citrus scent. Tell me what lemon myrtle can do when it's included in a skincare product. I know I've seen it in soaps and shampoos and even in cooking.
1: I think that when you look at lemon myrtle, it certainly does have the citral component of it, which is actually antibacterial, it's antifungal and it's anti-inflammatory and what was really interesting with the research that I looked at was that it's probably more effective than eucalyptus or tea tree oil in itself. So, it does have benefits used but again if you're going to use any essential oil you have to be very careful when you're putting it on your skin that i would definitely recommend you doing a test patch and what that means is you know putting it on a small area back of the hands Go outside, make sure that you've, you know, been in the elements outside. And when you come back, have a look to make sure you haven't reacted because anything that comes with essentials, I'm always concerned with my patients. They will often come back and say, I've put tea tree oil on my face for acne. And I said, that's great. As long as you're not reacting, you can keep going. So the same thing with lemon myrtle. It has anti acne properties because it offers high anti inflammatory, antibacterial effects
0: what about if it's in a product so it's already been formulated you know to be on the face do you have to be as cautious
1: look i still think that you still have to be especially if you know you've got sensitive skin within a formulation it's usually okay as long as there is a cream base to it if you're putting oils on the face that's where i say you have to be very careful
0: Another interesting botanical I've come across is
1: kangaroo paw flower. This one has a lot of fatty acids that are essential. Now, when we look at the skin and the barrier of skin, it's made up of lots of different elements including ceramides, fatty acids because obviously we want a barrier to repel water. So, what's the best way to repel water? It is oil. So kangaroo paw flour has nourishing fatty acids that can help to hydrate the skin. Some say they also reduce fine lines and wrinkles, but I think, again, like having the doctor side of me, I'd love to say that it does, but I still need more research to be able to say to you, this is what it does. So, I would at least be able to happily put in a claim that it can help with hydrating the skin.
0: The last one that I have time to touch on today is another plum, the Davidson plum this time. I've heard it's antioxidant, anti inflammatory powerhouse. Tell us what's on offer.
1: It's similar to Kakadu plum in the sense that it has a lot of vitamin C, but it has a component in it that's. Behaves like alpha hydroxy acid. It promotes cell turnover, it hydrates the cells, it also helps with reducing some of the blemishes that we might encounter with UV damage or aging process. And in some aspects, it also helps with the redness. Now, it obviously depends again on how sensitive your skin is, but I like to use AHAs on dry, flaky skin. So this would be one that would help with that. And certainly if you're Listeners have KP, keratosis polaris, which a lot of us do. This could be an adjunct to a moisturiser that you're already using.
0: Every episode usually ends with debunking or confirming a beauty myth, but I'm going to do it slightly different and ask you a true or false question today. Is Australia just this potentially untapped mecca of powerhouse active skincare ingredients?
1: Absolutely. And hopefully we'll see more interesting products with time. I'm really excited, actually.
0: Dr. Sharma, thanks for joining us to discuss some of the incredible native skincare ingredients that many of us may not have even known about. And thank you for tuning in today. I'm Sharon Hunt. My producer is Michaela Floriano. And if you love listening to You Beauty, please take a moment to pop a review in your favourite podcast app or jump into our DMs and just tell us what you love about the show. Speak to you next time.